talking to you all is very therapeutic, so maybe that'll do a little something-something. Oh, glad we can help. Pay me. <laughs> Cut me a check. It's in the mail. Cool. <laughs> because I like y'all. I'm gonna pay y'all like 40% of what I'm making off this podcast. Mm, how generous. That's hilarious. Yeah. Oh, before I forget, Star and I have a mutual friend who would like for me to relay a message to you. Um. Oh, and tomorrow's her birthday, so there's that. She wants to show you her titties. Yeah, she said since she liked titties so much, she'll put hers in your face. Happy birthday! Happy belated birthday, mystery tits. <laughs> you ain't give a name. What the fuck I'm supposed to call it? When this goes live, she will have already put up her double nickel. And she probably will be listening to this. So. And see, crazy lady, I told you I would tell him. Why she gotta be crazy? <laughs> she knows she's crazy. Anyway, if the pussy so, good enough, you know, we can work around that. See, see, see. Yeah, and there you go. <laughs> I had titties on the brain the whole episode. This ought to help me focus. Yeah, well, focus, man. I'm trying. Like, when are titties not on your brain? It's a damn good question. Anyway, welcome to the threesome, y'all. This is the podcast where the three of us try to tackle at least three topics every week. And of course, the three of us are Star, our point person, and our optimistic realist. What up, though? And then there's Magic, who is the center of our threesome and our voice of reason. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> and then there's me, Storm, bringing up the rear, and I identify... <laughs> As the pragmatic contrarian. So, guys, what are we talking about this week? We're apologizing for last week. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> we need to do that, don't we? Um, we had some technical difficulties, so we didn't get to post an episode. Dang old Wednesday. internet. Shit happens. Yeah. Learning experience. You know. We're new at this, you know. Give us some grace. <laughs> Can't promise it won't happen again, but you know, All right. it's like twenty episodes, son. Uh, I'm like, we'll make an effort. <laughs> That's all we can do. <laughs> this has nothing to do, by the way, of the slew of people who have passed away in the past week, all of whom are greatly missed. Rest power, Cicely Tyson. Everybody's favorite now. Oh my goodness, I was so distressed. About her passing. I got to watch Mama um, Flora's family this weekend. I was a little sad that she was no longer with us. But see, when people pass and they're like in their 90s, especially with the career that she had and just her life experiences in general. Well done. Well yeah. done, Miss Tyson. She had a good run. And that is absolutely true. But because on screen, she plays so much younger, maybe not in the past decade or so, but I didn't really realize how old she was when she did pass. It was like, really? And then when I started reading about it, and it's like, oh, well, she's 96. I'm like, oh, well, yeah. And she had a great life. 
Yeah, I don't remember her playing anything under 70-something in the last three decades. Cicely been old for a minute. Yeah, absolutely. When she was in her 50s and 60s, they were still casting her as grandma. You can be grandma in 50s and 60s? I mean, that's how it used to go. Well, sure. That's how it's about to go now. I'm about to be a grandma at 50. Lucky you. Yes. <laughs> she was still playing characters that were in like her 40s. Got it. Black don't crack. Well done, Miss Tyson. You will be missed. Well Burn. done. R.I.P. Another person, by the way, that plays younger than they are is Alfre Woodard. They always cast her just a little bit younger than what she is. Um, but I thought she was about to know. say T.I. Speaking of, did you hear about the latest with them? I'm going to assume it's allegations at this point, but I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. I, I pay them no attention, but who cheated on whom? This no, week? it wasn't that. Like, they, they've got like sex trafficking and charges or allegations. Um, being posed against the both of them. But I have something that tops that. (laughs) So, did you hear about Wendy Williams snitching on her one-night stand with Method Man? (laughs) Yeah, I saw that. No, I didn't hear about that. I don't pay attention to celebrities. I really don't. I don't either, but my friends mentioned that earlier today, and I love me some Method Man. I had to go look that up. Well, I mean, kudos to her. Is Wendy Williams unfuckable? Apparently not. <laughs> now, I mean, there's a whole difference between Wendy right now, Wendy 10 years ago, and Wendy 20 years ago. I don't know. She said it was her during her coke days. Yeah, she had just bought the titties. She was better looking back then. I don't even remember what she looked like. She looked crazy I didn't know now, what she looked but- like. I don't remember because I mean I just didn't care back then and I don't care now Yeah, I didn't know about Williams back in the day my first having any knowledge of her was when she got the talk show so oh no I knew about her way before that she was on the radio a long time yeah. before that I mean I know that now yeah and I used to listen to her radio show and I thought she was funny and entertaining yeah I don't take that as surprising or an L yeah Kudos to her, because Method Man has aged like fine wine. Now that is a notch to have on your post. Yes, it is. <sighs> anyway, let's move on to our topics. As we send Wendy Williams down across the miles. Yeah, do your thing, Wendy. Uh, <laughs> be all so, messy about it, but, you know, do your thing. <laughs> well, right. Don't kiss and tell, because, you know, that's terrible. Well, um, she wasn't terrible, young. Method well, Man I'm got a saying. wife. Well, I'm sure this was before the wife. I know, but why just bring that shit up publicly? It'd be one thing if he was on the show and they discussed it first, but nah. I agree, and that is why I just said, don't be kissing and telling. Well, she was on her, the DJ, what's his name? Sus One or something. She was on his podcast and she basically gave him the exclusive nugget that she wants all of the celebrities that come on her show to drop. Okay. Still corny. I think it's in poor taste. 
It's very much so important. Yeah, I don't think it's huge news or catastrophic. I don't think it does any damage to either her reputation or to Method Man's. Oh, Twitter hoes is upset. Like they Especially have fans. When ain't Twitter hoes upset? The <laughs> whole point of Twitter is outrage. That's what Twitter does, right? 50 Cent yeah. is a whole ass song. Well, 50 Cent, he's a troll anyway. And... <laughs> One of the greatest. Yeah. Oh, he's great for entertainment value. Anyway. He is. <laughs> he irritates me. Well, I need him to learn to move his mouth when he talks. But the man got shot in the face. What do you want? I mean, right. I get Next it. you want but, Conway's you know, cheek to stop puffing up when he raps? Um, okay. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's just the whole mush mouth thing. But he I, got shot in the face. I was just about to say, I understand it's not his fault. Not that he need me to defend him, but. Exactly. You know. <laughs> so I let exactly. Mace ride for how long? Ooh, I can't stand Mace for that exact reason because he always sounded like he had a mouthful of marbles. Uh, <laughs> take that, take that. <laughs> so, aside from the esteemed Cecily Tyson passing, we also lost Hank Aaron. Yeah. Um, and I will admit this I did not know Hank Aaron was still alive. Wow. No, I knew that one. Yeah. I knew he was still alive. We lost Cloris. Cloris Leachman. Mm-hmm. I don't remember that white woman pissing me off at any point in her life. So, you know. You are hilarious. It's true. <laughs> Give it a week. You never know what'll come out. She managed to live a whole life and not do and anything. And not piss you off. Publicly. Kudos to Cloris. Rest in peace. I remember when she took over from Miss Garrett, and good for her. <laughs> that was our crazy friend calling me. I don't. Uh, <laughs> so, like, I can feel y'all talking. Feel y'all the talking phone. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. Some of us um, turn our ringers off while we're recording, but you know, I'm a gentleman. Well, <laughs> first of all, nobody called me all day, so it's not, not like I was expecting a call. Me either. Yeah. I feel like we lost somebody else, too. Was it just the three of them? No, there's been a couple of people that have passed. A whole slew in the past couple weeks. But anyway, if we missed anybody, it's just because... Larry King. Larry King. Dolly Parton's brother. Oh, I didn't know him. I didn't either, so... Not that he's not beloved by his family and not that he's not missed by his family. I just didn't know anything about him. One year anniversary for Kobe, Gigi, a horrible pilot, and everybody else that was in the helicopter. Yeah. Yeah. 2020 felt really long. Yeah, it's like a long-ass year. And Phil Spector. Oh. Yeah. Also, um, dude, the journalist, can't think of his name. Um, I also can't pronounce it, but. Uh, <laughs> oh, and what's his name? Siegfried. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The magician? Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. 
Was he a magician <laughs> or was he just a, well. Since the know. whole David Blaine era, I don't even know what a magician is right. anymore. They were illusionists. I'll say that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I know they did the albino tigers. Black tigers matter. Rest in peace to everybody who's gone. And also to the three, count them three people of my uh, life who have reached out to me from the grave in the past week. Oh my. But we won't talk about that. I'm going to miss everybody. <laughs> going to miss everybody. Po-Alsa. Yep. But that segues into our grave dancing segment. So <laughs> yeah, we went so um, the opposite direction on that one. Yeah. Who could die and you'd be like, oh, thank goodness, or yay, let's have a party or something like that? I thought for the longest time that that person for me would have been my step-grandfather. That is not where I thought you were going with that. I don't really hold grudges like that or hate like that. I try not to give that much power in my spirit over to anyone. But my step-grandfather, if there had to be anyone that I had the most disdain for in my life, it would have been him. How did he wrong you? He molested me as a child. Oh, my goodness. Oh, let's go to his grave and dance. Yeah. I could completely understand dancing on his grave. He was just an ass, but before he passed, if you had to ask me would I dance on his grave, I would have been like, hell yeah, in stilettos, and I don't even wear them. <laughs> but when he passed, I didn't necessarily feel sad. What I felt was regret that I never just confronted him the way. I was going to say, let him have it. Yeah. The yeah. way that um, I should have. And then that time had passed when he died. So it was just like, eh, he's gone. You know, I was more sad for my grandmother who had her period of mourning for him than I was with him leaving. It's just like, okay, good riddance. One right. less evil spirit in the world. Right. But dancing on his grave. No, I didn't feel celebratory at all. Should have just let his ass have it. You think closure is a real thing? I think it is for some people. For me, not so much. Like, I'm not one of those people who needs closure. I think you have to do it within yourself. In order to get it from a person that hurt you, they would have to be more honest with themselves and more accountable. And in such cases, I don't really think that happens. You know, in certain smaller things, okay, people grow up, they learn, they know better, but Shit like that, now nah, you're a scumbag till you die. And I don't think that closure is necessarily them acknowledging that they're a fucked up person as much as it is the cathartic nature of you just letting them know that you know that they're a fucked up individual. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I can totally see that. I've you know, seen psychiatrists closure. say... Like, if women want to go confront their rapists, don't do it. You're not going to get the response you want. That is because if you're expecting a specific response, then yes. I would think sympathy at the least. 
why would you expect sympathy from someone who committed such a horrendous act? (laughs) I have no idea. See, to me, closure would be like beating that motherfucker's ass. That would provide ample closure to me. But see, closure is different depending on the person. And then what some people think they need as closure is not necessarily what they need. Sometimes people will be like, all I want is that person to say I'm sorry. And then they get the I'm sorry and they're still not on their way to healing because that's not actually what they needed. It was kind of like they thought that's what they needed, but it was not what they needed. That's why I feel closure is inward. Well, to me, there were like three people in my life who taught me how to self-close because I was never going to get the response from them that I felt like I deserved. Hmm. And for two of those people, because of mental incapacities, I believe that it's just beyond them to give me what I feel like I deserve. I just think it's just not in them to feel like they've wronged me in any kind of way. And if they do feel like they've wronged me in any kind of way, there's a good excuse for it in their minds. Yeah. It's just some fucked up people in this world. Yeah. Some people are not going to have any kind of remorse. Yeah. For anything that they've done because they don't feel like they were wrong or either they don't feel like they were wrong in total. They want something or someone else to share the blame with them. Right. Well, they made me do this or I did this because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter why you did it. You did something fucked up. All you do. Yeah. Move on. Remove those people from your life is like the best thing that you can do. That's me. But I do know that there are a lot of people who seek that closure. I don't know anybody personally who I would be like, oh, I'm glad that person is dead. The orange Cheeto, for example. (laughs) (laughs) If they told me that he killed over tomorrow, you know, if they were going to have a party, I would be like, Tell me where to find some tap sheets. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Why is it terrible? <laughs> I'd be like, cool. But nobody that I know personally, matter of fact, I think I was telling you guys, there was a girl who, one of my brothers that isn't related to me. <laughs> had brother a from another by, mother. Yeah. He had a baby by this girl. I couldn't stand her. She couldn't stand me. We hated each other. She got cancer in her late 30s and passed away. And that Mm. made me sad. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel any kind of pleasure from that. Mm -hmm. It really made me sad that she passed away so young. Yeah, so I guess in conclusion, you would have to be somebody who... I feel like the world is better without and not just I'm better without. I don't know that I wish death upon anybody. Probably the closest I ever came. There was a guy that snitched on my brother and I kind of got caught up in the case and ended up in jail for like four or five months. And 
I hated his guts to say the least, but I didn't want to touch him and all of my friends that wanted to handle it. I'm like, nah, let him live because I know he's a dope fiend. So life is going to hurt way more than death is. And he died a few years ago. And it's funny how my friends and family were rejoicing. I'm like, you know, I. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I have family members and close friends that I don't know why women are so comfortable telling me their rape stories, but any of them motherfuckers. Yeah. Right. 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 And on that way too, a pedophiles. Yeah. Like when Epstein got killed <laughs> yeah. in a cell, they say he hung himself. Good. And I'm using air quotes. Like nobody predicted that was going to happen. But <laughs> when Epstein died in his cell. I cracked a smile. I can't front. Yeah. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I think I actually chuckled. Mm-hmm. People like that. Good riddance. That's just where I am with that. <laughs> so Magic, you want to talk about the minimum wage. Yeah, to be clear about it, I'm all for raising the minimum wage. I don't really think there should be an immediate jump from whatever it is to $15. Yeah, there never is. Yeah, I know, but a lot of people with bullshit work ethics seem to think that's what they deserve. The word deserve. Capitalism is just funny. it is based around those that have the capital that's why i laughed at the stock thing like that felt like a slave rebellion to me because massa was surely like wait y'all can't do what we do right i have been thoroughly entertained oh yes by that whole back and forth (laughs) yeah the whole i lost three billion oh pull yourself up by your bootstraps Oh, right. Yeah. There was a whole brokerage firm that had to fold, wasn't there? Maybe the economy will trickle down to them eventually. I don't know why they didn't budget for this eventuality. Yeah. <laughs> you lose $3 billion. I mean, how come you didn't budget for that? How come you didn't have that in your emergency fund? You know, some savings <laughs> or something. <laughs> Plant a farm, sell crack, nigga. Right. I right. Figure it out. No, no, no. You don't have to resort to doing any of that, you know. Any illegal (laughs) endeavor. You don't have to do anything illegal. Just, you know. Get a minimum uh, wage job. You'll be all right. Right. Work hard and you shall prosper. (laughs) That's what I would tell those guys. Because fuck them. I just think the whole thing is hilarious. Yeah. You would think if you're good enough with money to have billions, you ought to be good enough to never be broke again. Well... The thing about it was when they realized what was going on, they decided instead of bailing out of that strategy of all these short stocks that they had, instead of bailing out, they figured they would double down and they were going to squeeze these inexperienced (laughs) young people out and crush them. And they were going to, bend the market to their will and then the opposite happened because they ended up pissing those mm-hmm. people off mm-hmm. and they came back in force <laughs> and now they're out here trying to change the rules like wait 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 right 
from now on, you can only do... Right. Well, there's so many rules regarding the Securities and Exchange Commission to begin with. The man at the top of the pyramid ain't trying to take a pay cut. Well, it's not just that. It's just there's so many rules that unless that is your business, there is no chance that you're going to be able to keep up with all the rules. If you're one of these casual traders, you don't really have to keep up with all the rules because you're not a brokerage firm. (laughs) And the firms are the ones that have to keep up with the rules, which is why I said people are being a little unfair to Robin Hood because it was the Securities and Exchange Commission's rules that forced them to stop the trading so that they could cover their margins. Mm -hmm. They had to have a certain amount of cash in-house. And mm-hmm. it got interpreted that they were on the side of the, the securities exchange or the big trading houses because mm-hmm. they were still out there trading because they were going through these big brokerages that have the cash on reserve, whereas mm-hmm. Robin Hood didn't really have that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was kind of unfair, but I understand why people felt that way. And fuck them. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> Yeah, it's still been very entertaining because all these uh, finance professionals on CNBC and whatnot have been crying the blues. The blues. And telling everybody that all these day traders are going to lose like their entire livelihoods as if you're out here trading your entire livelihood on Robin Hood. I'm and like, if you are, yeah, if you are, you kind of deserve to lose it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Nobody's doing that. These are people that are buying a hundred dollars worth of stocks, twenty five dollars mm-hmm. worth of stocks, ten. Mm-hmm. They're not putting, you know, three billion. The, yeah, they're not putting their entire life savings into this. Come on, which is why they were able to hold so long. But anyway. <laughs> We digress. $15 an hour. (laughs) (laughs) If I got to walk into Walmart one more damn time and ask where something is and have to go through 10 people just to know nobody knows where it is, I can't say you deserve to have $15 an hour. Or to walk into Walmart and can't find anybody to help you. But when you came in, there's three or four outside smoking or and whatever they do. Yeah. You know what? I truly do have a beef with because I used to work at a Kroger around the turn of the millennium, 99, 2000. And I was working the wow, night shift. Old. And that was the time they brought in the scan your own shit and get out things. Right. And I remember the cashiers were like, oh, cool. My job just got easier. And I'm like, you goofy bitches. Your job is about to get taken. about to be eliminated. There is nothing worse than getting stuck in the U-scan line behind an old person. Not like, I mean, I'm old, but like older than me. It is so irritating. (laughs) But speaking of Walmart, it's a setup. If you go to Walmart now, there's 30 damn lines of which three to five are open and then the U-scan. Yeah. And stores aggravate me with that because I'm like, why do you have so many cashier lines and then you only have like two cashiers? I'm with Bill Burr. I'm not scanning my own shit. I ain't on payroll. Fuck y'all. Y'all do it. 
They're only there for the holidays and busy seasons. Shout out to Target because Target doesn't really get down like that right. usually. But yeah, Walmart is good for that. Uh, Meyer is a great lot of the grocery stores. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the grocery stores are great for that, and it irritates me because that is why the seventy-year-old lady is in front of me <laughs> trying to figure out how to work the dog on you scan because there's nobody <laughs> that can scan her shit. Plus, she wants to have a conversation, which is why she needs a cashier. <laughs> okay. I'm like, this isn't really where you come when you want to have a whole conversation. That's not what you do. Those of us that are in the U-Scan line, we are trying to get in and get out. But you got somebody sitting up in front of you with like 50 items that they trying to go through the U-Scan with and they don't know how it works. And You can see them trying to read every little thing mm-hmm. on the screen. And I don't want to be... <laughs> That person that's like, here, <laughs> let me just do it. <laughs> you know I mean? Let me help you. Right. And if they ask. For I have helped elders, though. I have. If they ask. Yeah. And they have asked. I'll go ahead and help them. It's not the older people I have a problem with. It's just the fact that I'd be in a hurry. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just want to get my stuff and get out of here. There you go. Yeah. (laughs) That is all. But yeah, the $15 an hour is certainly not going to fix that. But in defense of the Walmart employees, if you're making $8 an hour (laughs) and you can't even afford to live on your own, so you got to put up with other people, Mm -hmm. that is not very good incentive for me to have to put up with customers' bullshit. Mm -hmm. It really is. (laughs) And not to say that you were trying to give them shit, but I have seen customers give them shit for absolutely no reason. The cashiers? The cashiers, just the workers in general. Yeah, it's just people. Yeah, they met with people to make a whole lot more money. Shit, well, there's people that yeah. come into my job thinking they can talk crazy. I'm like, ah, fuck you. Go down the street and get them to fuck this <laughs> shit up. Right. But I'm saying that's my point. If you're only making $8 an hour, you have zero incentive to put up with other people's bullshit. But you have plenty of incentive <laughs> I mean, to go online and figure out a way to make money legally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Start our OnlyFans. Well, okay. Sure. <laughs> Not everybody has your dick. Um, but anyway, <laughs> as we just discussed, that is easier said than done, which is why, Not you know, really. a lot of illegal activity goes on because that too is easier. I have sympathy for people who are barely making enough money to eat. So I don't care if they I don't, really know don't have much is. sympathy for hustle harder. Yeah. Okay. I've been broke. I'm from a family of drug addicts. I'm a dropout from high school Listen. and college and managed to own my own business now. Okay, but get up off you your know, ass and do better. Yes. If you just hand people money, there's no incentive to get up off your ass and do better. They're not handing people money. People are working for money. That's they not are what not I'm getting. saying. It, but it's these I'm same people too. that go, no, I should make twice as much. Okay. Do but, something that makes twice as much. Okay, 
So let's say everybody decided that they were going to go do something that made twice as much. Now what? Everybody has less to complain about, but in my own opinion, <laughs> they still going to be broke. <laughs> sure, they have less to complain about, but... They still going to do it, but... You go to the grocery store and it's closed because ain't nobody to work there. There's going to need to be people to fill these positions, is what I'm saying. I'm all for that, but don't fucking complain if that is the extent of your work ethic. Nobody said that that's the extent of their work ethic. Look at them! Call a call center. That's the extent of their work ethic. I have worked in call centers, thank you. And And there'd be like five people to do their fucking job and 95 to sit in there collecting a check to be a fuck up. That's your perception. Yeah. Every time I'm on hold for 45 minutes, that is my perception. I have worked in call centers and I'm telling you, what really happens is (laughs) that the people who are actually doing the job and doing very well are not being rewarded for that. And the people who are actually the fuck-ups, the people that you're talking about, end up getting promoted. Yes, and I understood this when I worked for minimum wage or slightly above and went, shit, I got to figure out a way to do better than this. My point is, hustling harder doesn't always work. I'm not saying hustle harder as in do your job better. That kind of sort of works. Sometimes it's not reliable enough. Find a way to make yourself more valuable. And it doesn't have to be in the same job. Jesus fucking Christ, do better. I'm not saying it has to be in the same job, but there are barriers sometimes to people just changing jobs or doing other things. Like, okay. Laziness? No. I was talking to somebody the other day. She is in her early 30s. and No reason to be working minimum wage at that age. She's not working minimum wage. I didn't say she was working minimum wage. Just saying. (laughs) You're over 25. No, she is not working minimum wage. She actually has a fairly decent job. Not making what she would want to be making, but, you know, she makes enough. She makes enough to live, to pay her bills and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But, of course... She is ambitious. She wants to make more. Here's where the pandemic actually is helping some people. (laughs) The pandemic has given her opportunity to do some things that she couldn't do before because she just simply didn't have the time. She's divorced and she has two children that she's responsible for. So it's not like she could just be like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to just go over here and go to school at night. Do that shit online? Sure. I'm just an advocate. If you're determined to do fucking better, you will. Listen, what she wants to do is not available online. Okay. If you want a science degree, you can't get that online. True. And those are the jobs that they're always talking about they need people for. Although I did (laughs) see a public speaking class online, which was hilarious. For whatever reason. I don't know why. They should be able to adapt them to where you can do it. Hey, shorty, hold it down to the kids is old enough to take care of themselves and do what you got to do. Everything ain't going to happen immediately, but if you're determined enough, you will get it. Well, sure. But by that time, she'll be well past her prime, (laughs) you know, and her incentive to start out from the bottom in that type of career is not going to be the same. You understand? 
Yeah. She'll be changing careers, so she's going to have to start back at the bottom. So, yeah, it kind of sucks. It does, but not impossible. No, it's not impossible. My whole point about this hustle harder mentality is that I think capitalism, to some extent, is the problem. To some extent, definitely. If you are passionate about art, for example, you are just an artist. I think you should be free to express your art (laughs) and not have to worry about hustling with your art. That shouldn't be your driving factor. Like money shouldn't be your driving factor. I fully understand that. But I don't rap because I have a job that pays. Exactly. (laughs) At some point, you got to pick a fucking lane. Do you want to be the artist that kept it real and broke or do you want to make some fucking money? And that's what capitalism does. It forces you to make that choice. It's ruined the fucking arts. Yes. (laughs) Definitely it has done that. What has definitely? Yeah. I'm not saying that everything should be a given, but certain things like a basic standard of living. I mean, if you are working a full-time job, you should have a baby. You should be able to afford to keep a decent roof over your head, car insurance, and a car. Even if you don't have a car, but at least have a safe place to live, have the ability to feed yourself. That is what I'm saying. talking this over with one of my homegirls, and she explained to me the actual dollar amount isn't so important as having a living wage. Now, what yes. a living wage is, is very different in different places. That For instance, correct. I live here in a two-bedroom townhouse. It's 710 a month. My brother <laughs> in West Virginia has oh, a house twice the size of mine and is paying, I think, $400 a month. So it's different depending yeah. on where you live. Oh, so sure. whatever the sure. minimum wage is or the living wage should be determined by the area more so than the dollar amount. That you live in. Because if you're in New yeah. York City, $15 an hour is a joke. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, a Big Mac combo is $12. Easy. So they deserve a basic standard of living. <laughs> like, what are we doing? This is supposed to be the greatest country in the world. And huh. everybody can't have a basic standard of living. The other countries have made this work. I think just being raised overseas, most other countries, the general populace has a much better work ethic than America. Well, some of that is because they're able to choose what they want to do. <laughs> that, and I mean, they also pay way more attention to who governs them. And then there's that. But they're also not worshipping currency in the way that that we, we do, do, but this country is based on capitalism, but under the same flip side of the coin, no Amish person is walking around feeling like, damn, I'm broke. No. However. I'm just using them as an example. I'm talking about people who have the ability to live off the land. No, I get that. But there are also Amish people who are working outside of Amish lands in order oh, yeah. to bring certain things. They hustling. So, yeah, I'm not opposed to a $15 minimum wage. I don't necessarily think that that's going to solve a whole lot. I mean, 
it might in the short term, but I think there's a whole lot of other things that need to change in order for that to even work. Because it's just going to cause prices to raise on a lot of things too. So um, they're going to set the bar higher. Yeah, if you make fifteen dollars an hour, they're going to set the bar higher. On some things, it will cause the prices to raise. Yeah, yeah. y'all get fired. But anyone who's taken an economics class will tell you that there's a certain ceiling to a price that they can put on goods and services before people will just adapt and find other means. The grocery store company that used to be in the Metro Detroit area, which was Farmer Jack's. Okay. Let's take them for an example. Right. So Farmer Jack's has gone out of business now and they had several locations in areas that at one point were, let's just say were better, but through the years, you know, social economical decline, crime on the uprise, this, this, that, and the other, those grocery stores could not afford, number one, the loss prevention. They couldn't afford the insurance rate. They couldn't afford the security. I mean, you know, all of those things. So what happened is, is that the prices went up. Like the one in my neighborhood, I think the average grocery visit probably went up. I'll say anywhere between 20, 25% within a very short period of time once the neighborhood started to decline. So what ended up happening was, People kind of just stopped going, but they couldn't afford to operate at a lower cost. So they just folded. Yeah. And then a lower quality grocery store ends up moving in. They have substandard meat. They have substandard, you know, substandard meat. You can smell it when you walk into those. You can smell the blood. Anytime you walk into a grocery store and you can actually smell the blood because that's what you're smelling, you're not necessarily. Yeah, blood gone bad. That they're not cleaning up. You know what I mean? Rather, it's spilling on the floor on the equipment or whatever. But they're not properly cleaning it. So you have substandard meats. You have substandard produce, and it's fucked up because a lot of people are still forced to shop there because their prices are reasonable. But they can afford to be reasonable when they don't follow the same guidelines as a corporate company they're taking no shortcuts and no shortcuts affect public health we absolutely agree on that and it's a whole fuck the poor philosophy going on in a nation built on capitalism you are preaching to the choir (laughs) you are preaching to the choir i am not arguing with either one of you on that there should be certain things that are just subject to socialism Think of the things that we have to pay for. We have to pay for water, people. Water. <laughs> a natural reason. We're not actually paying for the water, per se. We're people paying to clean it and get it to your house. I live in the country. A whole bunch of people have wells. They ain't paying for water, but their teeth is rotten and their toilets right. <laughs> so, in the interest of February being the month of love, what I'm going to do for the two of you, (laughs) I'm going to find a song to dedicate to each of you every day. And I'm going to text you guys relevant lyrics on a daily basis. 
Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if I should be scared or not. Just to show you yep. guys my deep affection for you. So you'll get 28 days of song lyrics from me. And just so the people can follow along. Um, yeah, you're going to make I'll like do- a playlist or something? I was going to post the actual song, not the lyrics, every day to our social media. Just so that they oh. know which song I sent to you guys. Follow us on Twitter at the Threesome Pod and on Instagram at the Threesome Podcast. There we go. Don't fuck it up, people. And on uh, Facebook at eventually. Oh, you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Coming soon. Ooh, yeah. That sounded way too erotic. Nasty. <laughs> Guilty as charged. <laughs> I caught a semi. But if you like the show, tell a friend, tell a foe, tell a hoe. And if you don't, tell everybody you know. It's the threesome. We back, bitches. Peace. Bye. <laughs> That's a real sleepy bye. <laughs>